Good morning. Today's daf daf yud tests. Should be the learning should be the elanishmas gitol parabas betzal live from Orlando and the Hollywood Stiebel and Yidden all over the world. We begin again from the bottom of Yud Chesamid Beis. The Gemara starts off talking about the most amazing tefillah conversation between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, three lines from the bottom of Yud Chesamid Beis. How do we know that Mesim actually converse? That's good news for all the schmoozers that even after in the next world there's still conversation. What did he say? Leich emar lahem, Avram le Yitzchak le Yaakov. Go and tell Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov that Shvua shenishbati lachem kvar kaim zelevnechem. The Shvua that I made to you, the oath, has already been fulfilled. The Esau kadaitich to loyadi. If Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov are not in this world anymore, don't know anything about what's the events that occur in our world. What's the difference? What's the point of telling them anything? So it must be that they're aware, they're able to understand the Tsar, and they feel the pain. If somehow, somehow, Hashem's promise would not have been fulfilled, whatever that means, that... Uh, they would it would it would it would be disturbing them. They need to know. They need to know that we went into Eretz Yisrael. That we're going into Eretz Yisrael. This is the Gemara. There's actually a different reason. That they should have appreciation. That Moshe Rabbeinu should get the credit for being the leader of Klal Yisrael who took us out of Mitzrayim. So it's still not a proof that the purpose of revealing it to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov was for the Tsar, but rather. So that Moshe Rabbeinu should be recognized. Amr Eb Yitzchak, Kala Masaper Acherei HaMais, Kiilu Masaper Acherei HaEvet. Anyone who talks badly about somebody who's no longer in this world, it's Kiilu Masaper Acherei HaEvet. It's it it it's a it's it's meaningless. Negative speech. Why is it so? Because the person does not even know. The other pshat is, others said that the person knows, but it doesn't bother you. Now it comes a point in your life where you've heard it all and it doesn't bother you anymore. Says the Gemara, Aini, is that so? Amr of Papa, there was somebody who talked negatively about Shmuel and he, he ended up suffering that a heavy, uh, a heavy uh, skull landed, something heavy landed on his head. So we see clearly that it's considered harmful, otherwise you, the person wouldn't have been punished for speaking negatively about Mashmuel. Says the Gemara, that's not a raya. Shani tzorvim herabanan, that's not a good enough proof, because Shmuel is a gadol. The kuchibrichu tava abikarhe. It's not anymore just the fact that you spoke negatively about that person, but rather you went again, Hashem is the one who takes up the cause. Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, somebody who talks negatively about a Talmud Chacham, a scholar, after they pass, that earns them a place in Gehenim. As the Pasuk in Tehillim tells us, that's the entire Pasuk. 
that the who is the one who is the who uh who's being punished is talking about people who talk and people who talk negatively about the uh, about uh, tzaddikim. Tana de It was taught the in the bismajish of Bishmal. In Reisa Talmud Chacham Balaila. Right, this is a very famous Gemara. If you see somebody, you know, it's almost like the Gemara is out of order over here, because first we're talking about somebody who talks negatively about a Talmud Chacham. And that now if, if that raises the question, well, at the end of the day, isn't a Talmud Chacham held to a higher standard? A tzaddik is held to a higher standard, and maybe that's what's wrong with talking negatively. Is he gets the assumption of innocence? What did he do wrong that we are uh, that we are talking negatively about him? So the Gemara eventually gets around to it. Time to Berishon tells you if you see a Talmud Chacham. Who doesn't have era at night? Al tahara achrav biyim shema shema asachuva. Don't talk about it the next day as if he's done something wrong, because perhaps he's done chuva. Frak the gemara shema salkadaitach elavada yasachuva. You tell me maybe perhaps he repented, but there's a chance that he didn't have any charata, that he didn't regret. The sin that he committed, you have to say certainly a Talmud Chacham, somebody who understands a Chil Hashem, if they have actions which are not in line with the Torah, that they repented. And the end of this Gemara is a Pella. That says the Gemara, this that we said, certainly you can assume that they did tshuva is talking about on their own personal uh, life if they did it in Avera, but if it came to money, if there was a shaila of a Talmud Chacham taking money, you'd not mechoyev to say vadayas tshuva until you verify that uh, the money was given back to the rightful owner. It's a, it, it's a Pella, but it's, the Gemara is saying, don't fool yourself. When it comes to money, money is a very powerful thing. Everybody is susceptible. Everybody has a weakness when it comes to money. The Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says as follows. Bechav Dalad Mekaymas in 24 places, based in Minadin al Kavit Harav, I can tell you, says Levi, of 24 instances, 24 occasions, where based in put somebody in the Nidain, which is Cherem, in excommunication, because of their behavior towards a Rav. And all of them have been taught in our Mishnah. So it's not even a story that I heard. It's all, all these cases can be found in, in fact in a Mishnah if you look for it. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rebbe Lazar, Hecha Amalei. Where are these 24 Mishnayas? Where are these 24 instances that you can find me in the Mishnah? L'chitishkach, go and look, he told him. I'm not going to tell you where they are. Go and figure it out on your own. Now the truth is that uh, it's a, it's um, it's a very interesting answer because usually when somebody answers you, go and find it for yourself. Okay, it could be it's a challenge. Could be they're challenging you, but very often it's a, it's a weakness in the other person's argument. Nafak dakve eshkach klas. He started a search of the Mishnayas, and he found three. Now, the question is, well, shouldn't the Gemara have said, and he found 24, right? What's, uh, what's three out of 24? What type of proof is that? 
But it could be that it's three is a chazaka. Once you find three cases, maybe he's establishing that the rule is true, and it's not a. And now it's a matter of just legwork to find the other twenty-one. But we'll see. The Gemara will continue on that. Ashkat class. I'm zalzold Somebody who is not careful in the mitzvah derabbanon of washing your hands. Tuma is midaraisa. But Natilas Yadayim is a very often today is a Durabanan. So somebody who's Mizalzo, it's that's an attack on the Chachamim. Somebody who talks negatively about Tam Chacham, who's no longer around. And somebody who was uh, haughty against Hashem. Where all three found in our Mishnah examples of that, where they were punished by, where they were put by being put into excommunication. Says the Gemara, Maihi, what are these cases? Ditnan. We learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is a Mishnah in Idias, Masechus Idias. Who are you, Aimer? There was a machlaikis between Akavya ben Mahalo, as Rashi tells us, and the Gemara will soon show us, Akavya ben Mahalo and the Chachamim, whether you can apply the case of the Saita waters, the Torah tells us that somebody who secludes himself, a woman who secludes herself with a man, who she had been previously warned not to be in seclusion with, not to be around, and yet she still goes together with that person, the husband now suspects her of having an affair with that woman, so she can drink the Saita waters to exonerate herself. Now what happens to if she's a Shifcha Meshachrares? Or a Gieris. she's a convert. Or if she was a, if she was a, a, a freed maidservant, Rashi, the second line down, second narrow line down, says, "Lois Hagiyeris," that you don't give the Gieris these waters to drink. The Bnei Yisrael Amar BeParsha Prakla Eishes Ger VeEved Mushochur. So it's not a Svara. But rather, it's a pasuk, it's a drasha that excludes it. But what did the Chachamim respond? Chacham say, no, we don't have that drasha. Mashkin, the Amrulai, Maisa Bekarkamis, Shifcha Meshacharis Bishalayim. There was a, there happens to have been a story in a city called Karkamis, or perhaps Rashi's. That was the name of the woman. The Hishkua Shmaya Avtalian and Shmaya Avtalian, famous Shmaya Avtalian with Grace Gedalim, and they told her she should drink. Whose opinion is like like Shmaya Avtalian? That's like the Shita of the Chachamim, not like Rakavia Bemal. The Amalahem Dugma Hishkua Vinidvu the Amalahem Dugma Hishkua. And Akavya ben Mahalal, at this point in the Gemara, the Gemara assumes, Akavya ben Mahalal said, you know why? Because, uh, because uh, why they paskind like the Chachamim? Why they don't paskin like me? Because they're also converts. Shmaya and Avtalya not themselves, but they're from some Cherif. And therefore, they uh, they chose not to darshan the pasuk like me, so that's a that was considered a tremendous attack on Shmaya and Avtalian. That was considered a big zilzal, and uh, the, the basin put them, put him, put Akavi Mahal into Cherem for that. In fact, he died while he was still in Cherem. Now Cherem is not just the Cherem that we're talking about in the Gemara. It's not just where you put up some signs on the street corners of Yushalayim and Pashkavilin, and you go around with a ramkol, you go around with an announcement 
that this person is excommunicated. Chayim was a real thing. They couldn't live, they couldn't do business, they couldn't learn, they couldn't go anywhere, they had to walk around without shoes on their feet. You were excommunicated, you were doing tshuva all day long, hoping to be reaccepted. I remember when I was in Mir Yushalayim, our Baldira, our landlord, had gotten himself into some mess with a basin. And one morning we wake up, come outside, in the Shkonat Beit Yisrael, in the Beit Yisrael neighborhood, and there's a huge billboard right in front of our apartment with the name of the landlord announcing that he's in Cherem and you can no longer do business with him, you can no longer uh, converse with him until he is reaccepted by the Basin. So we went, to, I remember we went to a Basin, to, uh, uh, the Basin to ask a Shiloh, one of the Dayanam of the Basin was a member of the Mir Yeshiva Hanhala. And we asked him, what do we do? Because we pay a month every rent, uh, rent every month. And uh, the Cherem says that you can't do business with him. And so he said that, he, he said, till the contract is up, you can continue to pay him rent. You're obligated to pay him rent. But when the contract is up, if he hasn't resolved the matter, then you don't, uh, you can't resign, a, you can't sign a contract with him until our based in, according to our based in. So, Cherem could have real ramifications. Akavya Bemal died while he was still in Cherem. Says the Gemara, what did they do to show if somebody dies in Cherem? So they they died while they're still excommunicated. It's not over. The Saklu Basinus Ayrana, the Gemara says. They put a, a stone on top of his casket, on top of the iron, to show that he, Skila has been carried out on this person. Says the Gemara, there were three cases that you taught us. What is the next case? We learned in a Mishnah in Idias as well. Am Rabbi Yehuda, Chas V'Shalom. Sheakavya V'Mahal Nesnada, Sheein Azar Nenelas, so the Mishnah continues and says, you got the wrong guy. It's impossible that it was Akavya ben Mahalo who this story happened, that who, who was Mazalzel, the Talmidei Chachamim. Elas min nidoi. Who did they really put into excommunication? It's Elazar ben Chanaych. It was really Elazar ben Chanaych. Shepikbuk ben Etilis Yadayim. That mafakvek means to, that he argued on the on the minag of Natil uh, on the halacha of Natil Sidaim, which is a Durabanan. Ukishamesim when he died, Shokhu Basin Manika Evan Gadayala Rainy Lam the Khashakalam is now the Mason Duyav Basin Cycling as Iraina. And that from there we see that somebody who dies when they're still in Khairim, they actually get skila. Maybe it doesn't hurt. That actually ties into the whole Gemara that we're in the middle of. Does somebody who dies feel the pain? But at the end of the day, everybody sees that there was a skila stone. There was a sign from the basin that the cherem had not been lifted. And what's the third case that we said, mentioned earlier, that, uh, that uh, of the 24 cases that were found? Hamegas daite klape malo. Somebody who is haughty towards Hashem, Mahi, what is the case that we that he found? Mishnah and Tainus, the Tanan, Shalach Lai Shimon ben Shetach le Choni Hamago. Choni Hamago, we know, was a very effective rainmaker. He was the original rainmaker, right? He brought down rain when the whole world was starving. Tzarech Atlas Nadas, Shimon ben Shetach said, really, I should put you in Cherem. For the way you daven to Hashem, and the way you negotiated, so to speak, the way you bargained with Hashem, was not considered, I don't consider that to have been If you were not I would have punished you with Cherem. What should I do? 
שעתו מסחטו לפני המקום, ואיזה לך רצוי נכון כבן שמסחטו לפני אבי, ואיזה רצוי נכון. At the end of the day, Hashem listened to you. I don't consider the manner of speech in which you davened and forced Hashem to make it rain, but Hashem obviously did your will. Well, like a father who gives his son something which the son doesn't deserve, even the son is misbehaving, but at the end of the day, the father sometimes gives in. The father and mother rejoice, as well as the youth. Says the Gemara, okay, so you proved your three cases out of 24. The Suleka, that's all he found. Rabbi Lazar only could find three cases of Nidoi for talking disrespectfully to the Chachamim in the whole, in all our Mishnayis. Says the Gemara, Vahaika, the Tanya Rabbi Yisef, Rabbi Yisef taught us in a brisa. There was a story with Tudus, Tudus Ishraimi. He was the head of the Jewish community in his city. And he pretended as if they had almost carbon uh, Pesach, even though they were in Rome. And he told everybody, let us eat. A uh, roasted, a uh, roasted uh, lamb on Pesach night. We know, of course. Not only would we not eat lamb, would we not eat roasted lamb? We don't eat uh, the minig by most people. Uh, certainly, Ashkenaz and the minig is we wouldn't eat anything that's not cooked. Anything which is, seems to be roasted, we wouldn't. Uh, we wouldn't eat Seder night. Shalok leshim ben shatach. So shim ben shatach. Heard about this, and he told him, "Imale to this ata, because Rani Allah chanidu ishata Michaelus Yisrael kachim bechutz." You're you're feeding everybody carbon Pesach in Rome. I would put you in cherem for that. Says the Gemara, very nice. Of course, you found that case, but that case is actually in a brisa. But Mishnah seinu kam rinan. I'm looking for twenty four cases in the Mishnayis, and I found three of them. Says the Gemara, "V'ha he and Leka." Good. So that one was from a Brisa, but you don't think we could find more in the Mishnah? We learned in the Mishnah, If you had an oven which became tummy and it was reconstructed. In a way which was a, 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 in a in a piece by piece, but it resumed its functions as an oven. Rebbeliezer says, therefore, it's considered like a new vessel which is no longer impure. Because we know if something's made out of cheres, if something's made out of earthenware, it can't be kashered, but rather you have to break it, and the shards are considered no longer tamay. Can't be tevold, sorry. And the shards are not considered tamay. Rebeliezer says, even if you broke it into sections and rebuilt it, that would be considered broken enough. And the Chacham say it's still the same oven. This is considered the oven of Achnoi. My Achnoi, what is Achnoi? I'm Rabbi Damashmuel, Malamashik Yifu, Hilchas, Kachnoi, They encircled it like a snake and they made it and they declared it Tame. Vitanya, in fact, it didn't end over there. So the fact that Rabbi Yezer said such a leniency on this oven got him into a lot of trouble. What did the Chacham do on that day that they disagreed with Rebbe Yezer? They brought all the vessels that Rebbe Yezer had paskined to her. The, all, the, all the vessels that Rebbe Yezer had paskined to her. And uh, and they burnt it in front of him. And the end, the Gemara says, Lashon Saginar, they cursed him. 
they blessed him, but the Gemara means they cursed him. So, it's interesting, like, the, the embarrass, it's, this wasn't just a move, because they held, ah, if he's lenient, if he's lenient when it came to this case of the oven, where he found a way to say that it still could be made tar, so maybe his other psak halacha is also suspect. Maybe he wasn't uh, careful enough when it came to uh, other dinim. But the Gemara goes even more than that. The Gemara says they start from the fun of, they burnt it, they burnt the tuma, the, the tuma, the, the tahiris that he had declared tar, they burnt it in front of him. That's, they're forcing him. He can't just move to another town and continue paskening. They forced him to, to acknowledge as to what they were doing to him. Afilachi says the Gemara, that case wouldn't count in our list of 24. Why not? Because it doesn't say they put him in cherem. They, ex- they, 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 they canceled his halachic ruling and they cursed him. But who said they excommunicated him? Excommunication is a different level. In fact, you won't find 24 cases in Mishnayis where Chachamim put people in Nidoy in Cherem and excommunication for being Mazalzal in the Chachamim. The question is, you have many similar instances in the Mishnayis, 21 more in fact, which are similar, and we assume that the same way somebody acted in these three cases that we did have explicitly that we mentioned, Natilas Yedayim, talking negatively about Tzadikim who are no longer in this world, and uh, and being uh, like... Uh, Balgaiva against Hashem. So there are many case, 21 other cases that it doesn't say the person was put in Nidoy, but we assume that the same rule applied. Says the Gemara. The fun is over. We're back to the topic of Shema at Levias from our Mishnah. You cannot take the mace out, uh, 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 start the funeral when it's time for Krishma around that time. But however, once you've already started, you don't need to interrupt the funeral. So, it, it, it's, it, you know, the on the one hand, Leviathan are an extremely sensitive time for people. And I, I can imagine it would be very tough for the Rav or the funeral director to have to tell the family you're sitting here and waiting to start. Well, we have to wait another hour till after people are finished davening. But at the same time, you don't start a Levaya where it'll cause the people who are being Isaac with the mace to forego their mitzvah of saying Krishma Bismani. However, you don't have to stop the funeral in the middle for them to say it. Says the Gemara, so I, I, I just want to point out, it's amazing. We just got finished saying a whole Gemara, how careful a person has to be to talk about tzaddikim who, who died, who are no longer in this world. Not to say anything that would be an embarrassment to them, that would be mazalza in their coven. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't know and ask the halachas that we learn from their lives. So the Gemara, the very next Gemara, says, Rabbi Yosef, at his funeral, they brought him out at the time for Kriya Shema. So it's not, not, not every time that you ask about why a tzaddik or a gadol did something, are you being mazalzal? The question is, do you assume that he was halachically correct, or do you assume that he wasn't? Here we know for a fact that by Rabbi Yosef's Leviah, they didn't bring him out at a time when it was usher to start the Levaya. So therefore it's a fair question. Says the Gemara, Adam Chashev Shani. Rabbi Yasef deserved for his Levaya. You had to make sure to accommodate the crowds and accommodate the proper, give the proper cover that was due. Therefore they didn't wait. So we said there's people filling that various roles when it comes to burying the Nifter. 
We learned in a similar b'raisa. Somebody who is giving a hesped, who's dealing with the actual eulogies and the actual funeral, at the, not just they're there, at the time when the Aaron, the mace, the nifter, is right in front of them. Maybe I have ten different speakers. Each one goes by himself off out of the room privately, says Shema, and they take turns. But if the body is not there yet, the mourners wait while all the people who are there to deliver eulogies say Shema. And then they say, What's Tzidok Adin? What is this that they recite at the funeral? Many things I have done wrong. You speak on behalf of the departed. Many things I have done wrong, and I haven't been punished for all of them. Should have mercy when you fix the breach that has been created. Don't tell people to talk like that. Famous words. Make sure not to. Don't put words in the mouth of the prosecutor. Don't give away your case to the Sutton because he will bring it up to Hashem and he will prosecute us for it. When it came to comparing us to Sudaim and Amira, the Navi corrected it, not to, that we shouldn't be punished like we're, as if we're like Sudaim and Amira. So Abai said, don't say anything out of Leviah. I know you're trying to advocate that Hashem should have Rahmanus, but don't Al Tiftachpel Satan. Don't put words in the mouth of the Satan the evil inclination, who is also the Kateger, the prosecutor. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah said, cover us, so once you, what's the status once you bury the body? Seems to tell us that don't try and start Kriya Shema, only if you can finish the entire, the entire Shema, but not uh, one pasuk, the Bryce actually says the quite the opposite. Even if you can only say one pasuk of Shema, you should try. Uh, if you see after you bury before the Avo, before you have to comfort the mourner in the line, you have enough time to quickly say Shema, go for it, even if you can only say one possible. Says the Gemara, Yutas Ahmed Beis. Ha'imdim Bashura. So we know that we form two lines, and everybody says words of comfort to the mourners as they pass by. Tan Rabbanan. Shura haraya pnima petura u'shein haraya pnima chayevus. It depends if the mourners see you or not, where you're standing on the line in order to be potter from saying Shema. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, there's a different criteria. It's not how close you're standing. Imagine somebody who's very good, very, came to pay respect. They could be very close friends with the nifter. But they, uh, they, they wanted to, uh, they, they couldn't get up front. They couldn't push. So then uh, that's not the right way to judge who is exempt from saying Shema at the funeral, says Rabbi Yehuda. Rather, if you came because you're close to the mourner, and you want to pay, be there for them, so then you're considered potter. But if you came, Machmas Atzman, you're Chayev. Now, what does Machmas Atzman mean? What does that mean you went to a funeral for your own sake? So Rashi, the second line down, says Machmas Atzman. But like Machmas Kovid, Shalei Bo, Lenachem, Ela Liras Esamura. You didn't come 
to comfort the mourner. You didn't come to pay respect to the nifter. Rather, you came because it's a situation, the murah, the event that's going on. Some people, they always like to be where there's things happening. So they go to Levias as well. So then, even if you're in the front row, don't say, I'm excused from Shema because I'm at this funeral. Says the Gemara. Amar Reb Yehuda Amar Rav Hamaitzi Klayim Bebigdai Somebody who finds shatness in their garment They have to take it off even if they're in the middle of the street. So they're wearing a suit and they meet Mr. Expert Shatness Checker all of a sudden he says to them your suit pants have shatness in them even though it's not a comfortable situation. My timer. There's no, when Hashem gave us the mitzvah of the, the obligation not to wear shatness, there's no, uh, there's no ins, uh, ifs, ands, or buts. Even though it's embarrassing, even for a rav to have to remove his garment in public, it seems here that we don't uh, we don't pay attention. He has an obligation to remove it. Says the Gemara, Mesvei, I'll prove to you not like that. If they're escorting the uh, Leviah, of somebody who's chashiv, and the avel comes for the mourners are going in a way that's uh, tar or a way that's tame. Since you're, you don't want to leave them alone, you don't want to leave the tam chacham alone. You're even allowed to go on a path which is tame, even though normally you have to choose the path which is not which is tar. And of course, the kasha here is why are you allowed to? Become to, to 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 go in a derech toma, to go in a place which is impure for the sake of a funeral, for the sake of a chacham. Says Gemara, Tigemar Rabbi Abba beBeisa Pras, Rabbanon Dam Rabbi Yehuda Vamer Shmuel Nafech Adam Beisa Pras VaHaylech. We're not talking about a place where there was vade. It was definitely tame. There were definitely human remains buried there. We're talking about an area where the chachamim were machmir. What does that mean? The Amr Rabbi Yehuda Bar Ashi Mishmei Derab Beisa Pras Shenidash Tar. If you lightly search it, just the surface area, really, to make sure that you're not stepping on a uh, on bones. So you plowed it just enough that you know that you're not going to be stepping over bones. It's not considered tame. You're even allowed to jump over or walk walk on the uh, caskets of Mason, people who are not alive anymore, in order to greet a Jewish king. Not only to go and greet a Jewish king, but even a non-Jewish king. That Gemara, of course, sounds very familiar. It wasn't too long ago that we had that. For if a person's fortunate, they will merit to see the difference between the conduct of a Jewish king and a non-Jewish king, which we already had a whole Gemara about David HaMelech. Says Gemara, am I? Why would we allow you to do that? We understand that you want to go greet the king, but you're not allowed to be mazalzal in a in in a mace. Isn't that an example of coming up with your own solutions to our lachik problem, which take away from the core of the iser? Says the Gemara, Kidurava, Damrava, Vatar, Ayo, Koshish, Bechalal Tefach. Says the Gemara, it's a 
this that you're generally prohibited from stepping on in Aaron, from climbing over, uh, from climbing on uh, Nifter, on the dead body, is really because uh, if there's, in case it's metameyu, but most Aranus have a space of a tefach, a hand's breadth, between the body and the box, therefore allowing the box to be considered a hefsik and the tumor does not spread out. But we are worried, perhaps there was no space of a tefach, and there's tumor that's able to, 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 and you could become tummy from going on, from going on top of such an orange. How Therefore, Chazal said, with geyser, every single orange, every single casket that has a body in it, we're going to assume that it is uh, tame. Now, once it's only a matter of a drabanon, they have a little bit of leverage over here. And when there's a covet of a melech, when there's a the case of an honor of a king, they said, we're not going to be geyser. The Gemara goes back into this discussion, when do we say this, Balance. How do we balance this between showing proper respect for a person, covet abrius, and yet there are many halachas which could cause a person to be in a situation where they're uh, where they're gonna their cover their respect will suffer. Tashema, Godol covet abrius shedoicha es loisa aseisha b'tayra. So the Gemara quotes a brisa. Where's this from? So the Messiah tells us this is in Menachas and many other, some other places as well. God will cover Abrius. Covered Abrius, respect for a person, for a human being, could be so great that it could even push away, uh, uh, cause you to. It could even have power over a lot. We'll see exactly what the uh, parameters are. How could that be? We're not talking about every single uh, we're talking about one specific prohibition of the Torah. Which one is that? The Pasuk of Leisasar. Famous Pasuk, which seems to give a tremendous new element to all the restrictions and all the words of the Chachamim. The Pasuk in Dvarim says, I'll just quote the whole Pasuk, The Torah which you had taught and the rules, the laws that you are taught by the Chachamim, you shall fulfill. Do not turn away from them, right or left. So, sometimes you could have a lav, you could have a rabbinical prohibition, but in fact it's backed up by a Pasuk in the Torah, which tells you that you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, do the, uh, violate the words of the Chachamim. So, dafka, that love, are we talking about that you can be over on for Kavra Brias? Rashi explains, on the left-hand margin, Rashi says, uh, a little further up than we were holding in the Gemara. The Gemara says, that also is not a solution. Even though it sounds like the Gemara, it sounds like the Chachamim are the ones who have the right from that Pasuk to tell you what to do. So we have a Shtar Kahavim in it to say, you could have an opportunity where the, where the, for the Chachamim to tell you not to do something that's Midaraisa. Is that, but says the Gemara, that's not enough. Uh, says the Gemara, the Raisahi, that's also, uh, 
still not making sense. Even if you tell me that the Chacham have latitude, have some flexibility, but they can't tell you to violate Lavda Raisa. Amrav Kahana, Gaber Rabba, Amemilsa, Leitechikola, Kamili Drabana, Asmachinu Alav, Leisasa. So there's certain instances that Chachamim uh, were, were, were backed up with this Pasuk. The words of the Chachamim are considered actually like a Raisa almost, but for specific instances, for Gavarabah, for certain things, we allow you to be lenient. Says the Gemara, Toshima, Visalam to Mehem, Pam Shatim Salamem, Pam Shainatim Salamem. Famous case of, we know that you have a mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda. If you find a lost object in the street, it's actually uh, your, the Pasuk instructs you not to abandon them. And you're, you're, but certain times the pasuk says you do aba- abandon the lost object. Hakatzad, what would be an example where you specifically don't fulfill the mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda? Imhaya Kayan You're a Kayan. The lost object is on the other side of the fence in the cemetery. You have a lot. You're not allowed to go in and get it, even though you'll tell me. But it's a seidaychalais ase because the. A say of Ashavas Aveda and the Loisa say the love of a Kayan becoming Tame, but still the Salamta the Torah tells you even though in the rules of a Seidek Loisa say you would think you're supposed to go and return that object. We're telling you a special drasha, not to. What's another example? Says the Gemara. If a person's elderly, and it would be considered disrespectful, either it would be too hard, or the item that he would have to return would be something that's embarrassing for him to hold. Or even somebody who's not old, and even somebody who's not a Kayan, but uh, it would be an extreme uh, loss for your time, and you would never be able to recoup that loss from the owners of the lost object. So you're not mechoyev, and you have somebody else who could do that mitzvah, you're not mechoyev to do Hashav Zaveda. L'kach noim To tell you, the Pasuk specifically tells you there's exceptions to the rule. Am I lema, ain chach, am I, why should you be given these exam, exceptions? Lema, ain chachma, ve'ain tvun, ve'ain eitzah, neged Hashem. Says the Gemara, shani hasim d'ksiv v'salamta mehem, in fact, that's a proof to the rule that usually we say when you have a daraisa, when you have a biblical restriction or a commandment, you don't say my case is an exception, but rather only where things like Hashavah Saveda, where you actually have a pasuk of Isalamta, the pasuk tells you to abandon the lost object. So we see that there's a revelation in the Torah, in the mitzvah, there was a clause to an exclusion clause. That's when you have the right to say, I'm potter from the mitzvah. But other cases not. Says the Gemara, So learn out. We have drashas all the time. We're about to say, right? Yud Gimel Midas, Tyrone Drashas Band. We have rules. We have a klal. You could learn out from the klal. From, let let Tashavas Aveda be the rule that you that there's exceptions to every mitzvah and every love in different situations. Says the Gemara, Isura Mimamaina Layafinan. You have two different concepts in halacha. You have iser and you have mammon. You have times when it's a rabbinical, um, a monetary law, and times when it's uh, iser v'heter. And you can't necessarily learn out from Ashavas Aveda to other isurim. Ashavas Aveda is a monetary law. Tashema. V'la achoysay. Ma tamad Erev Pesach, people are busy. They're going to bring a carbon Pesach. And unfortunately, they find out that they have a loss in their family, a Leviah. And the Pasuk says, 
I'll just read the whole passage about Midbar. Your father, your mother, your brother, your sister. A Nazir is not metame, does not go to become, uh, uh, to become, uh, you don't go to become tame. You would think that you go to the funeral and you get become impure from being involved and being next to the mace. Amrit layitma yachol kis shem shein metamalahem kach en metamalamais mitzvah. Ah, so if my own relatives, I'm not supposed to become tame when I'm in the middle of doing a mitzvah such as mila or carbon pesach chayve krisas. Right? So these are things which are extremely so important that even if you have a family member who died, you don't mavat, you're not mavata the mitzvah to go and take care of that. Talmud Laimer, we have an extra pasik that tells you to your sister, you're not metame. Avo metame says the Gemara and Chafa and Aleph. Avo metame who lemeis mitzvah. Amai leima ein chachma in tune vein eitzel and neged Hashem. Ah, you have, uh, you have uh, just to become tame. You have a mitzvah to do. How could you say? That you should become tame for this mace mitzvah. Shani asim dixib la choisay. Ligmina shabaltasu shani. Says the Gemara, you can't learn out from la choisay more than what it says. It says in the Torah that to your sister, you don't become tame if you're in the middle of going to do brismila or carbon pesach. But for a mace mitzvah, you could. And the pasuk, and it's all learned out from psukin. However, you don't want to learn out from there because that is not a regular case where we're told go and do uh, something because against the Torah because of the words of the Chachamim. Rather, that's a Shaval Tasa. Shaval Tasa, it's true. Shaval Tasa means withhold yourself from fulfilling a mitzvah say in order to be Mekayim Kavad Abrius, in order to be Mekayim the words of the Chachamim. And that we do find. We find it on uh, every Yamtif. On the first day Yamtif, if it falls out on Shabbos, there's different restrictions. If it's Rosh Hashanah, we won't blow a shoifer. If it's Sukkot, we won't. Uh, we, if it's Sukkot, we won't shake Lulav and Esrik. These are all things that Midaraisa were obligated. First day Yamtif, you're obligated to. Says the Gemara, Shabbat Tasa Shani. That rule applies across the board. That if you're not doing an action against the Torah, rather the Chachamim instruct you, either because of Kavod Abrius. Or because of a chashash that maybe you'll come to do a bigger iser, the chacham have that ability to, to instruct you not to fulfill a mitzvah to say the araisa, as long as it's b'shav al tasa by sitting and not doing anything. But to go and tell you to be over a love and to wear shatness, to to wear shatness. To do something which is mezalzel uh, and to give you that command that you don't have to take off the shatness in the middle of the street because of Kavad Abrius, you do not have a raya from our sugya, from our gemara that would allow you to learn from there. Yeshakayach and have a great day.